4: listen
0: to the radio. It's different. My lives are ruined
1: already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment. Including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the proficient Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a nineteen forty-seven classic radio episode of the Burns and Allen Show. But it's time now for quote this. Our moderator, Lisa Wolf bacharach We'll present audio quotes from popular TV shows. I'll try to guess the show that she's playing the quote from, right, Lisa? Right.
5: I'm thinking you've been uh, best friends with their thesaurus this week, huh? Yeah, I did a little Little, work on the show. Good. It's about time. Like five minutes before I left. (laughs) It's about time you did something around here. (laughs) Mike and I have to do everything around here. Uh, So, quote this. We've got some famous TV quotes. Okay. See if you recognize them. Tell me what show they're from. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Here's the first one.
6: Here we go. Pivot. 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 Very funny. Shut up. Shut up. Shut
0: up <laughs> I have no idea.
5: It's a very famous scene from this show that you like this show.
0: Um give it a
5: shot. Do you recognize any of those voices? Pivot.
0: Pivot. 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 It's
5: more about the actor as well as the you know, there's a lot of physicality to that scene.
0: Um, I'm gonna say um two and a half men.
5: No, it's from Friends. So right. this is the famous scene where they're trying to get the couch up the stairs, and that's Ross oh, yelling pivot. right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. All
5: right. So, All
0: right. It's
5: tough. Oh, it's tough without actually, you know, the video and oh, seeing the one. scene. All right. Next show. You like this show, too. Let's see it.
3: A little early, isn't it, Woody? For a beer? No, for stupid questions.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Boston. We were just talking about Boston.
5: That's right, we were.
0: Lisa's going there this, uh, this Tomorrow. week. Tomorrow. On her private jet. <laughs>
5: right, <laughs> if only. Uh,
0: that is cheers. <laughs>
5: that is cheers. Uh, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. How did you, what tipped you off on that one?
0: Woody, can Woody's I have a bear? Helpful. I mean,
6: yep. yeah.
5: That's uh, too mm-hmm. early for stupid questions. Yeah. All right, and next show, you know what? You really like this show as well. Let's hear it.
3: Okay. Leprosy. Flesh-eating bacteria. Hot dog fingers. Government created killer nanorobot infection. You did this, didn't you? Absolutely not. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I know it was you. Okay, Why? fine. You know what? I'm going to have to interview each and every one of you until the perpetrator makes him or herself known. And until that time. There will be no healthcare coverage for anyone.
0: Gosh, it sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. But I cannot figure it out. Is it the Big Bang
5: Theory? It's not. I your hint is that we were talking about this show this evening. Really? Mm-hmm. We talked about it maybe half hour ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is it?
5: It's The Office.
0: Oh, really?
5: Right. That's a, right. There's, there's a famous scene. They're talking ah. about their health insurance. Yeah, they sounded
0: and, really, mm-hmm. that was Dwight, mm-hmm.
5: right? That was Dwight. Darn. That's exactly right. Ah. I know, it's tough. It's yeah. a tough one. Darn, and these darn, are getting darn. more difficult, too. Darn darn,
0: darn, 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 darn.
5: Darn, diddly darn. All right, another show. Uh, wow, you love this show, too. <laughs> Let's try this one. No on three, okay? One, two, three. <laughs> You know, it's really difficult without the video. If you saw it, you'd know it.
0: One, two, three. And
5: then afterwards, there was a kiss.
0: One, two, three. And a kiss. I have no...
5: Let, 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 can I hear it one more time? Listen to the voice.
3: Now on three, okay? One, two, three.
5: <laughs> this is a sitcom back in the 70s.
0: I don't... It's tough. That I was Sammy know.
5: Davis Jr., Oh, and he was kissing oh, Archie, yeah, Archie Bunker, Bunker in that famous right. scene. Right. All That's in the tough, family. Exactly. I know wow. It's, it's pretty tough. Wow,
0: wow, wow, wow. Yes.
5: I mean, difficult, yeah. though, without the Jeez, video, for sure. So hard. I know it is. Uh. All right. Um, I don't know if you love this show as well as those, but maybe you'll recognize it.
3: See, man, Look, I know where I come from, man. I mean, I'm coming straight out of Philly, man, and I'm proud of that.
5: Hey, could you put that on croissant for me? Certainly. Yeah.
0: Um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air?
5: Yes! That's exactly right. <laughs> I got one. You got one. Well, I got two. Um, You did. You got Cheers and Fresh Prince. Okay. This next one, I know that you know. Let's hear it.
0: Pretty, 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 pretty good. That's one of my favorite shows of my all too. time. Mine too. That's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Exactly.
5: I know we were just talking about that show as well. We both just Mm -hmm. watched uh, the third episode of the new season, season season 11, 11, episode 3. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. That
0: was a very funny one. All right.
5: We've got one more left. See if you know this. All right. Screw her!
3: (laughs) What?
5: Yeah, you don't need her.
3: She's trash. Yeah, trash. You're better off without her. We both are.
1: I like the sound of this. Yeah, so do I. It's not attractive. Get liberating. Rather like the one and only time I wore a European bathing
0: suit. <laughs> I have no idea.
5: Um, That's a famous scene from Frasier where he's trying to talk like a guy.
0: Frasier?
5: Frasier. Did you ever watch that show? It's a great show.
4: Yeah. I
0: mean, I didn't watch a lot of them, but yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, It's tough. I know. Man,
0: these are tough.
5: Well, they get a little bit tougher as time goes on. They're not like you know as famous as the ones we've done in the last months. Lisa
0: picks hard ones. She loves seeing me squirm. No,
5: I pick shows that you know and love. What? Friends, Cheers, Office, All in the Family. Come on.
0: Uh, I didn't know very many of those. I know. I think I only got two right. right? That's
5: pretty good, though. You got three.
0: I got three. You got cheers. I feel a little bit Frosch better. Fresh
5: prints. and that's half. Oh yeah, I
0: got Fresh prints.
5: and uh, yeah, Curb.
0: Okay, not, not bad. bad. Not ah, bad. Not bad. Pretty,
5: pretty good. Pretty,
0: pretty, <laughs> pretty, good. pretty good. All right. When we come back, it's the Burns and Ellen show. So stay with us.
1: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
0: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Burns and Allen—that that is the subject of my article for the December issue of Hollywood 360. If you don't know what we're talking about, we give a newsletter away to everyone listening. But we need your email address. We can't just send it to you if we don't... Know where your email address is, right? Right. We could just yeah. guess, you know, we could and guess. see what happens. We could start with the A's,
5: right? You know, <laughs>
0: Aaron A A R O N. And you're, uh, you mean it's like remember romper room? I yes. see Lisa. I see Lisa. And I, I see, see Mike. Carl. I, see Car- I was did like, they, what? did they
5: do Carl for you? Did they yeah, say that I'd be name? Like,
0: wow, she sees me.
5: I know. I felt that too.
0: So anyway, folks, um, if you want the newsletter. The Hollywood 360 newsletter. It's absolutely free. We do need your email address. Go to Hollywood360radio.com and uh, we'll send it to you the first day of every month. And I, uh, I'm writing for um, the December newsletter all about Burns and Allen. And in fact, I'm including a picture of me and George Burns. I used to um, be pretty good pals with George. And uh, it's me and him in his office, sitting in his office. And uh, I'm standing right next to him, and he's drinking his coffee, and the coffee uh, mug says "God" on it. It's hard to see in the picture, so I do make a note of that in the in the article. But um, I have all black hair in that picture, Lisa. Impossible. Yeah, I'm gray. I've now actually
5: that... never known you any other way.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Only gray? Mm-hmm. I have all black hair in that picture. <laughs> all right. So uh, do subscribe to our newsletter. It's free. Go to Hollywood360Radio.com. All right, Burns and Allen. Um, What can I say that, right. I ha- that, I, uh, that I haven't said already? George Burns and Gracie Allen, they're a real-life couple, married. They were amazing on radio and TV and the movies. This is a broadcast from March 6, 1947. Gracie has been listening to a radio show called The Tall Man and wants to be a detective with George. It's a funny episode. Here's part one now of The Burns and Allen Show.
7: Another cup of Maxwell House coffee, George?
0: Sure. Pour me a cup, Gracie.
7: You know, Maxwell House is always good to the last (laughs) drop.
3: And that drop's good, too. Yes, it's Maxwell House coffee time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. With yours truly, Bill Goodwin, the music of Meredith Wilson and his orchestra, our happy postman, Mel Blanc, and Lorene Tuttle, Elliot Lewis, and Lou Mero. For your Thursday night comedy enjoyment, it's George and Gracie. And for your everyday coffee-drinking enjoyment, it's Maxwell House, the coffee that gives you so much more for so little more that it's bought and enjoyed by more people than any other brand of coffee in the world. Yes, Maxwell House. Coffee that's always good to the last drop. It's evening in the Burns' home. George is in the den working while Gracie is huddled in front of the living room radio, listening to her favorite crime program. You killed the plumber.
1: No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Take that. (laughs) No! Open up, it's the police. Come and get me, coppers. Four of you, huh? Take that. Oh, oh! Oh!
7: You're a mad dog. You killed the plumber.
1: No, I didn't. Yes, you
7: did. Take that.
1: Oh! I'm stabbed. <laughs> the, the laugh is on you. That wine you drank was poison.
6: Oh.
7: Well, I guess it can't be exciting every week Gracie, would you turn the radio
1: off for a minute? I want you to hear a joke I just wrote for our program I say to you, good news, Gracie I won today at Santa Anita
7: (laughs) Oh, that's very cute, Judge One of the funniest jokes you ever wrote (laughs) Now let me turn the radio back on Wait a minute
1: That's not the whole joke.
7: Well, it's all I have time for. I'm listening to my favorite mystery program, The Tall Man.
1: The Tall Man?
7: Yeah, it's all about a private detective named Rudy and his wife, Trudy. Rudy and Trudy. Oh, such a lovable couple. (laughs) Every week they go out for a walk and fall over a dead body. (laughs) Sound lovable. Well, I'll turn it back on so you can hear it. Now, Rudy and Trudy are about to solve the case of the punctured plumber. Oh, I'm dying to find out who punctured him.
2: Well, I'm ready to name the murderer, Trudy.
7: That's Rudy. Are you really, Rudy? Yeah, that's Trudy. Thanks. I'd never figured that out.
2: <laughs> it was very simple, Trudy. As you remember, when we fell over the plumber's body, his crooked partner, Joseph Jones, was standing beside him with a smoking revolver in his hand.
7: Oh, yeah, he's the one. He did it. Is
2: he the murderer, Rudy? No, he's innocent. <laughs> Shucks. We then noticed, Trudy, that his jealous ex-wife, Sarah Smith, was kneeling on his chest with a dagger between her
7: teeth. Mm, she's the one. She, she did. did it. Yeah, yeah. Is she the murderer, Rudy?
2: No, she's innocent. <laughs>
6: oh, pooh.
2: We also discovered, Trudy, that his insane nephew, Ben Brown, was lurking at his feet with a shotgun and several hand grenades. Oh, he's
7: the one. He did Must be him. (laughs) Is he the
2: murderer,
4: Rudy?
2: (laughs) No, he's innocent.
6: Oh,
4: darn it.
2: And who did puncture the plumber, Rudy? The murderer was Ebenezer McGonagall.
4: Oh, darling. You're so clever.
2: Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) Well, we'd better get home. Get some rest. Yes. Let's...
1: Turn it off! It's
6: driving! (laughs)
7: Well, they fooled me again I'd never have guessed that Ebenezer McGonagall was the murderer
1: Who was Ebenezer McGonagall?
7: Well, I don't know That's the first time his name was mentioned
1: <laughs> I thought it was Sam Crovney. Myself
7: Oh, I wouldn't miss the tall man for anything Yes,
1: it's a great joke Now, about the joke I oh, wrote Oh, dear, I I I'm said good tired
7: news. of jokes, George Why don't we have adventures like the tall man and his wife And do them on the air? Forget it Well, you could be the short man
1: Gracie Oh,
7: the bow-legged man
6: uh,
1: Gracie Oh,
7: the middle-aged spread man
1: We're not going to be detectives
7: Oh, but they lead such exciting lives They just walk down the street and stumble over corpses Come on, George, let's walk down the street Gracie, those things only happen
1: on radio mystery programs
7: I don't believe it Oh, please, let's go for a walk
1: All right, I'll go for a walk Good But I don't expect to wind up in a mystery Only going because I need some fresh air. Now listen to my joke. I say to you, good news, Gracie. I won today at Santa Anita, and you say, really? What jockey was riding you?
7: You do need some fresh air, dear.
1: (laughs) Yes, we'll take a long walk.
7: Oh, I'm so excited, George. I just know we'll run into something sinister any minute now.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
7: Gang of gangsters, or a band of bandits, or a hood of hoodlums.
1: Sure, 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 sure.
6: George!
1: Huh? What is it?
7: Look at that man coming towards us. Look at the way he slinks along. Oh, I know he's a desperate criminal.
3: (laughs) Gracie, are you... He's
7: coming right up to us. We'll capture him red-handed.
3: Excuse me, I'm the new minister.
6: <laughs>
1: Could you direct me to the parsonage? Two blocks down. Come along, Sherlock. Well, you solved the case of the sinister minister. Oh,
7: all right. I was mistaken about him, but I still say we'll have a terrific adventure.
1: Oh, sure, something is bound to happen.
7: I think I smell an opium den
1: You smell tobacco, we just passed the cigar store
6: Oh,
7: is that where you buy your cigars? That's right Then I don't smell tobacco
1: Gracie, would you just forget this idea? Let's, let's not... George! Now what?
7: Oh, I knew it Look, there's a dead man lying on the sidewalk He's been shot
1: By golly, it is a man Let's see what's wrong with him.
0: Sweet <laughs> hat,
1: <laughs> Some dead man. And you thought he was shot.
7: Well, he's half shot.
1: <laughs> Come along, Philo Vance.
7: Well, I'm not discouraged, George. I'm positive we'll discover a crime. Yes, yes. We'll capture a bank robber or a murderer or a. Ah! Did, 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 did you hear that woman scream? Hey, yes. It came from that parkour. Oh, quick, open the door.
3: Yes? What do you want? <laughs> it's Bill Goodwin. Oh. Oh, hello, Burnses. Uh, meet my girl, Frances.
6: Bill?
7: Was that your girl who gave that terrible agonized scream? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. I told her she couldn't see me again till tomorrow. (laughs) They all scream when I tell them that. Oh, brother. Hey, what are you two doing out roaming the streets this time of night?
7: Well, I've been looking for a corpse.
3: Looks like you found one. (laughs) Uh, Let's go, Gracie. So long, funny man. So long, man.
7: <laughs> you know, I can't understand why we haven't found any crime. By now, the tall man program would have had two murders and three commercials.
1: <laughs> Let's go home, huh?
7: No, 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 not yet. Gee, it's dark along here. Yeah,
1: it is kind of dark.
7: Perfect spot for a murder.
1: Yeah, nice little
7: spot. George! That figure coming toward us through the shadows. It looks like a nape. Oh, I'm scared.
1: Well, Well, that. Oh, George! George!
7: He's coming closer. I can hear his footsteps.
4: Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. (laughs) Bird. Postman, we thought we saw an ape. No, my wife's not with me. <laughs> I went to the movie alone tonight.
7: Would you like to go walking with us, Mr. Postman? We're out looking for crime and adventure.
4: Oh, no, thanks. I had my fill of it in the movie. Humphrey Bogart shot people like crazy. Bang, bang, crunch, bang, 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 crunch. Crunch? The fella next to me was eating popcorn.
7: I wish I could chase criminals like Humphrey Bogart does. They try to run away from him, but he always shoots them in the end.
6: (laughs) Yes. He's
4: wonderful. Well, I'd better be limping home. I drove my old wreck of a car to the movie, but when I wanted to drive it home, it was missing. Well, that's a tough break, Mr. Postman. Yes, now I'll be late getting home, and Bertha will scold. Yes, she'll be angry. You
7: speak up to her.
4: I always speak up to her. She stands six feet three. (laughs) Well, good night, Mr. and Mrs. Burns, and remember keep smiling.
0: You know, the contribution that Mel Blanc made to the golden age of radio is so underrated. I mean, we don't talk about—because, I mean, he had his own show, but it was short-lived, Mel Blanc's Fix-It Shop. But he was on so many programs. I mean, earlier we heard him on the Jack Benny program. Now we're right. hearing him on Burns & Allen as uh, the happy postman there. Great um, Great show great episode of the burns and allen show we'll get back to it in just a minute stick around more of hollywood 360 coming your way Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Why don't we ask our listeners? Ask them Se- what, Carl? Seriously, why don't we ask our listeners? All right. To send us in ideas for a segment. Okay. We're, we're thinking of, uh, you know, we like to keep it fresh, right? And we think, quote, this has maybe made its you know, run. It's had its right? run.
5: And so, what happens to the person who sends the one that I
0: choose? They get bragging rights. Right, right. And, but I think whatever whatever game or segment it is, it needs audio. Right. right, we need to have some audio because we are thinking of going back and uh, going back and doing real or is it real or is it ridiculous? We we did that before, mm-hmm. and, but there's really no audio that goes with that. It's like you know, not
5: easily. Found. Lisa
0: would say like something like uh, you know, Barbara Streisand just bought a fifty-two million dollar home. In Martha's Vineyard, is that real or is that ridiculous? I, I think it's ridiculous. Well, I let's just, made just it say up.
5: it's real. Um, I would have a tough time finding an actual portion of a video that says, "And Barbara Streisand just bought a fifty-two yeah. million dollar home so in Laguna if Beach." You, if sure, you have we an, said,
0: well, I had said Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. <laughs> well, it was
5: Laguna Beach.
0: So, uh, <laughs> if, if you have an idea, okay, out there in Radio Land, if you have an idea for a game or a, you know, one of our segments. To replace, quote, this, because Lisa says she's really gone through most all the famous quotes already. So we're thinking of, uh, you know, we're asking our listeners. Come up with a, if you have an idea. I think you should give them an
5: incentive, personally.
0: All right. I'll send them one million doll hairs. How's that?
5: You could do better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One million doll hairs. I'll have to get a several dolls to pull all those hairs out. Yes, you out will.
5: Of It'll take some time, but it would be worth it.
0: Yeah. So um, how do they let us know?
5: They could post it on Facebook. All right. So go to our Facebook page, Hollywood 360 radio, post it. And if I choose it, then I don't know, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll
0: out. send you something. We'll send you a Bundt cake or something like that. <laughs> Nothing or, Bundt uh, cake. What do you, what do you <laughs> got those? Uh, a fruit cake. You know, how you, you, know how you get a fruit, who people, likes fruit cake. You know people give you fruit cake for for Christmas, and then you like you don't, you don't eat you it. You just gift it. You give it to somebody else. Yeah, that'd like, be perfect. I've gotten fruit cakes, and then like I go by someone's house, and
5: there's a nice fruit cake who, for you. Nobody likes fruit cake.
0: I know why. Why? Who, who even makes fruit cakes? No. Why do you make? Don't make fruit cakes. People no. don't like fruit cakes. Don't
5: make them. There's don't buy them. And and don't deliver them. I mean, them.
0: come on. We could do better. I like fruit, and I like cake. But I don't like fruit cake. I'm with
5: you on that, right?
0: Right. Wait, hey, we we're, we we agree on something? Yes. Oh my gosh! Wow. All right, we're listening to Burns and Allen. This is a funny episode, George Burns and Gracie Allen. Let's get back to it right now.
1: Uh, Gracie, what do you say we go home?
7: Mm-mm, not until I find a crime to solve. Oh, there must be something. I've got it. The postman said his old wreck of a car was missing I'll catch the crook who stole it Oh, Mr. Postman Yes, Mrs. Burns Could you give me a description of that old wreck of yours?
4: Yes, as I told you, she stands six feet (laughs) No,
7: no, 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 not your wife Your car, the one that's missing
4: Oh, it's a blue 1928 Essex With white wall fenders.
1: Don't you mean white wall tires?
4: No, our garage has white walls. And when my wife drives... Say no more, I know what you mean. (laughs) Well, goodbye again. See you tomorrow. Oh, George.
6: George,
7: there's our crime. We'll solve the case of the missing 1928 Essex. Mm. Too bad it wasn't a new Studebaker. Why? Well, if it was a... No. Now. Let people point at us. Let them say we're freaks. We haven't done a Studebaker joke, and we're not going to do it There <laughs>
3: Well, last night, the postman told Gracie his 1928 Essex was missing. And Gracie, inspired by her favorite crime program, the tall man, was up at dawn this morning to solve the crime.
7: Well, I'm back, George. I've been to the scene of the crime, and I found out who stole a postman's car. Who? The James Gang.
1: The James Gang? Yeah. They've been gone for 75 years.
7: Oh, well, maybe they're laying low till the heat's off.
1: Forget it. The postman's car was not stolen by Jesse and Frank James.
7: Who's talking about Jesse and Frank James? I'm talking about the new James gang, Harry and Betty.
1: <laughs> Harry, James, and Betty
7: Grable? Mm-hmm. If that surprises you, wait till I tell you who's in their gang. Clark Abel? Norma Shearer? Wallace Beery and Shirley Temple.
1: They stole the postman's 1928 Essex.
7: Mm, I've got them dead to rights. They left footprints at the scene of the crime. Footprints? Yeah. In their haste, they stepped in some wet cement.
1: Where? Where was the postman's car parked?
7: Outside the movie theater.
1: Then you found those footprints in the cement in front of Gram's Ch- Yeah, Yeah, huh? <laughs> those people are movie stars. They put their. Well, fo-
7: sure, they're movie stars. That's all part of their car stealing racket. Huh? First they make a movie, then that lures people into the theater. Yeah. And while the people are in the theater, boom, they, they steal, steal their car. cars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gracie. What
7: a sweet little racket When I give this story to the police Somebody's gonna get put away
1: I think the audience guessed it That's you they're gonna put away Me? Yes Gracie, those footprints have been in front of Roman's Chinese for years Now give up and let the police handle this
7: Would the tall man and his wife give up? No. They'd go down to the underworld and start looking for bench robins.
1: Bench robins?
7: Chair sparrows?
1: (laughs) Do you mean stool pigeons?
7: Yeah,
6: yeah.
7: (laughs) Well, come on, let's go.
1: Uh, I'm not going to the underworld.
7: Oh, that's what the tall man and his wife would do. Either that or some weird and unbelievable character would walk in their door.
1: That won't happen either. Good morning, all. I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Meredith.
7: Meredith, would you like to help me solve a crime?
3: Indeed I would, Gracie. I've always had a flair for detective work. As a mere lad back in Mason City, Iowa, I solved the most astounding and baffling mystery. Oh, what was it? Squash came up in our turnip patch.
7: <laughs> and you found out Why?
3: Yes, by dint of shrewd questioning, I learned that squash had been planted there.
6: <laughs> they
1: should have made you chief of police.
7: Well, all right, Meredith, you are now my assistant. Together, we'll find out who stole the postman's 1928
1: ethic. Look, Gracie, I gotta go to the office. Now, play detective if you must, but promise me you'll stay away from the underworld. Yeah,
7: I promise, Dad.
1: Good. See you later.
7: Well, Meredith... As soon as he's out of sight, we'll start for the underworld.
1: But you gave George a
7: promise. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to break it because I love him.
6: <laughs>
1: because you love
7: him? Well, yeah, if I ever kept a promise, he'd drop dead.
6: <laughs>
7: Let's go, Meredith. <laughs> Well, Meredith, we're in the toughest saloon in the underworld. Are you ready to start, Detecting? Ready, Chief. Now our job is to locate a stolen 1928 Essex. So we'll pretend to be a pair of crooks from out of town. Hey, you, bartender, give us a couple of lowballs.
3: <laughs> yeah. You mean high balls?
7: I mean low balls. We only got time for a short drink. <laughs> now, get a move on and stop flapping your trap.
3: You're pretty tough, ain't you, baby? Yeah. Uh...
7: <laughs> you bet I'm tough. Ever hear of Alcatraz? Sure. I'm a sister, Gracie Catraz. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm her mall.
3: I never seen you before.
7: I've been in stir. The cops caught me and put me in sing-sing.
3: Sing-sing is a prison for men.
7: Yeah, were they embarrassed?
2: Yeah, I'll bet they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
7: Me and Mamal's out here to pull off a big job, and we need a getaway car.
3: A getaway car, yeah. huh? What kind do you want? A
7: 1928
3: Essex. <laughs> Who do you want to get away from, Step and Fetch It?
6: <laughs> yeah.
7: Know anybody who stole in the 1928 Essex? Sure. Where is he?
3: In Glendale. He lives there? No, he stole the Essex last year, started for New York, and that's as far as he's got. Oh,
7: a wise guy, huh?
3: Go on, beat it. You're a couple of phonies. Yeah.
7: (laughs) Nobody talks like that to Gracie Catraz. Take him for a ride, Meredith.
3: Come along, sir. Griffith Park is lovely this time of year.
6: <laughs> oh,
4: get out of here.
7: Well, George, we didn't find the postman's car. If you stole a 1928 Essex, where would you go?
1: To a psychiatrist.
7: Oh, <laughs> well, why don't you help me detect, George?
1: No, no. Leave crime to the mystery programs. Uh, Come in. Hi, Burns. Hello, Hello Bill. Bill. What's new? Well, Gracie wants to be a detective like the tall man.
7: Yeah, Bill. But of course, I can't call George the tall man. I'll change tall to broad.
3: Well, you change man, to? <laughs> Look, comedian, why don't you uh, revive vaudeville? Impossible, George. When you kill something, it's dead.
7: <laughs> now, Bill, don't tease George. I'm serious about this detective work. The postman's car was stolen, and I'm on the trail of the crook.
3: Really, Gracie? Yeah. You know, I used to do a little amateur detecting. Maybe I can help you.
7: Wonderful.
3: Now, first, you've got to be able to identify the criminal type. Uh Uh-huh. Now, the man who stole the postman's car will have a a low, receding forehead. Yes. Shifty, close-set eyes.
7: Yeah.
3: A weak chin, large, protruding ears.
7: Yeah, yeah. George Burns, did you take that car? <laughs> Gracie. Come on, confess.
3: Now, look. Yes. Give him the third degree, Gracie. Beat him with your hose.
6: What? <laughs> and ruin my good nylon?
1: Okay, kiddies, break this up.
3: Hey, what, what kind of a car was it,
7: Gracie? A blue 1928 Essex.
3: What? A, a blue 1928 Essex? Mm-hmm. Hey, I saw that car just this morning.
7: Oh, where, Bill? Sitting
3: on a used car lot.
7: Well, come on, let's grab it. Which lot? Madman Munts?
3: No. No, besides, haven't you heard Muntz isn't mad anymore? Why not? I told him about Maxwell House coffee. He's happy now. <laughs> happy happy Man Happy Man. Can where? you blame him? Maxwell House is rich, delicious, and mellow. That famous Maxwell House flavor, you know, is the result of careful selection and blending of premium latin american coffees radiant roasted to perfection it's no wonder more people buy and enjoy maxwell house than any other brand of coffee in the world
7: bill where did you see the car was it the smiling irishman's lap no the scowling scotchman's
3: no how about the chuckling chinaman
7: <laughs> now
3: wait l- let me think I-, I was on my way to get breakfast When I saw the Essex Mm,
7: Was it okay?
3: Delicious had Maxwell House coffee (laughs) Gosh, Gracie Maxwell House is the very best In coffee drinking pleasure Yet it costs but a fraction of a penny More per cup Than the cheapest coffee you can buy That's why Maxwell House Is the choice of so many millions Of Americans today They know today's coffee buy Is Maxwell House The coffee that's always good To the last drop
7: Oh, Bill Please try to remember The used car lot Where you saw the Essex If George and I solve this case It means a new career it means George can give up telling jokes and singing.
3: That did it. It was the frowning
1: Frenchman.
7: <laughs> oh, thanks, Bill. I'll go right over.
1: Wait a minute. I'd better go along to keep you out of trouble. Well, this is the place, Gracie. The frowning Frenchman's used collar. Yep.
7: Yeah. And there's the postman's ethics.
2: Ah, good day, good people. Interested in buying a car, I presume? Oh,
7: yes, yes. I want a car that would be suitable for my husband here.
2: How about a sports model? Y- look at him. My mistake.
7: <laughs> we'll take that 1928
2: Essex. Just the car for him. And it's a steal.
7: Yeah, we know that.
2: Only $2,000. $2,000? Well, of course, that's without the extras.
7: Oh, what are the extras?
2: The wheels, the body, and the motor.
7: I suppose they would come in handy. Um, may we drive the car around the block to see how we like it? Oh yes.
2: Here's the key. I'll go into my office and figure up the total cost.
7: Yeah, quick, George. While he's in the office, we'll grab the car. Okay. Start the motor.
1: Darn it! Nothing happens.
7: Oh, we've got to escape before he comes back. Get out and push. Push. But it's 14 blocks to our house. Well, it's the only way, George. So roll up your sleeves. I'll help you.
1: You'll help me push.
7: No, I'll help you roll up your sleeves.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. You steer. Uh. Oh, gee, I'm ready to fold up. How far have we gone now?
4: Six blocks.
1: It's funny. We're going downhill, and the car is harder to
7: push than when we started. Well, I didn't want to leave you behind, so I put the brakes on. <laughs>
1: Gracie Keep
7: pushing,
1: dear Mm. Oh, no fooling I can't take much more of this How soon do we get to our house?
7: Oh, we've already passed it Passed it? Well, yes, as long as we were out I thought I'd go by the market And shop for dinner (laughs) Gracie Keep pushing,
6: dear
1: Mm. Well, home at last I wouldn't do that again for a million dollars. Oh,
7: I'm proud of you, George. By pushing that car, you foiled a dangerous criminal. You're a real gangbuster.
1: I don't think a gang is all I busted.
6: <laughs> well, it's all
7: over. We've solved the case of the postman's missing ethics. I telephoned him as soon as we got here and told him to come right over.
1: Will he be surprised when he sees the car mm, in our garage? Mm,
7: he certainly will. Yeah. Come, come in. in. Hello, Missy Burns. My goodness, I just called you five minutes ago How did you get here so fast?
4: I drove over in my car You've got a new car? No, the same old Essex See, there it is in front of the house But last night you told us it was missing It was, but a mechanic cleaned the spark plugs And now it runs fine (laughs) You you
1: need to say that Your car wasn't stolen? Oh, no. Then the Essex in in our garage really belonged to the used car man. I'll probably wind up in jail.
7: Oh, no, you won't.
6: (laughs) Wrong,
4: wasn't I?
7: (laughs) All right, don't nobody
1: move. Which one of you drove the Essex up in front of this house?
4: I did, officer. Come along
1: to
3: jail, you car thief.
6: But officer, you don't know... I it. said come along. Goodbye, Mr. Postman. Remember, Remember, keep, keep smiling. smiling.
3: Join us again next week when we'll all be back. George Burns, Gracie Allen, Meredith Wilson and his orchestra. Yours truly, Bill Goodwin. The George Burns and Gracie Allen Show is written by Paul Henning and Keith Fowler. Till next Thursday... Good night and good luck from the makers of Maxwell House, America's number one preferred brand of coffee, always good to the last drop. Now stay tuned in for Noah Webster Says, which follows immediately over most of these stations.
7: Good
2: night, folks. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
0: All of the shows we heard so far on this edition of Hollywood 360 are from NBC. I think every single one of them was an NBC show, which is weird because, I mean, there was Mutual, there was CBS, there was ABC. But, uh, yeah, that's an NBC broadcast of The Burns and Allen Show, originally sponsored by Maxwell House Coffee. Good. To
5: the last drop. All right.
0: There you go, Lisa. March 6, 1947, George Burns and Gracie Allen starring. What a cast. Uh, you had Lorene Tuttle, Elliot Lewis, Lou Merrill, Mel Blank as uh the happy postman. Um, what a cast there on the Burns and Allen show. Hope you enjoyed that.
1: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari.
0: In our next hour, it's a classic radio episode of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy from 1949. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan is our lyricist for learning the lyrics, right? That's
5: right. right. And all of the songs begin with the letter C. C. So put on your thinking cap, Carl. Carly Boo. Carl and put a Car- <laughs> Carly Pooh, No I
0: didn't We love that. you No, oh, definitely didn't choose no. that one <laughs> Carly Pooh, we love you You'll have to think That's about a great song That was at the top of the charts in 1979 mm-hmm. I think yeah, the missed that year Um how about uh, CC songs
5: mm-hmm. um, <laughs> You can't think of anything
0: can you Uh no <laughs> I
5: didn't you Can't think, think so. <laughs> of a single
0: song But we'll, uh, we'll play the game after this break